0: You're gonna make mistakes and you're gonna be ripped off because you're like you're not used to this place and so just assume like I said around $300 is a little buffer a little like bonus a little petty cash that's gonna be gone on your trip just because you have to get your bearings where you are. Welcome back to The Marketing Solution. My name is Shelby Page and if you haven't noticed from the background, we are not in Kansas anymore or specifically Atlanta. For the last two months, if you guys did not know, I have been traveling abroad, working abroad as a digital nomad and today I'm going to tell you all about the five most important things I've learned from traveling abroad as a digital nomad. So. First, where have you been? Shelby, oh my God, I'm so glad that you asked, guys. Like, I'm so glad you're interested in my life and who I am, who I am, like, as a person. So, where have I been? For the last two months, I've been traveling to Amsterdam in the Netherlands, then Greece. I went to multiple islands in Greece. I went to Tinos and Mykonos and Athens. So, I was in Greece for a while. That place was the best. Then, from there, I went to Egypt. I was, of course, in Cairo. And then in Jordan, I was in Amman. We went to Petra. It was awesome. I got to see an old wonder of the world and a new wonder of the world. It was very cool. And then from Jordan, we went to Israel. Israel, we were in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv. And then from Israel, I went to Germany. We were in Berlin. And then Spain, Barcelona. And finally, the last leg of this journey is Paris, France. If you want to know what my favorite one was, oh my God, thank you so much for asking. My favorite... My favorite country that i visited on this trip was greece just because the mediterranean oh my gosh the tzatziki you guys have to go and also my favorite city is paris so that's why we are filming the episode here so now into the five tips the five things that i have learned while traveling as a digital nomad for the last two months number one okay the hardest part is flying over here That's going to be your biggest expense. That's going to be the hardest place to like get your footing. That's going to be your biggest hurdle when you first start is just flying over. So it's gonna be like a 16 hour flight. Yes, they're gonna give you food along the way, but overall it's going to be pretty miserable. And then like, just assume that your first day in whatever country you land in is going to be kind of difficult to get your sea legs. But right after that, right after that first day, when your body adjusts a little bit to the new time zone, you can really start your journey. And so, Once you get over here, just know that it's pretty easy to travel from country to country. You can sometimes take a train for $80. You can take like a two-hour flight. My flight from Greece to Egypt, those are two different continents by the way, was only two hours and like $180. So just know that like once you're here, you really can do an extended period of time here just because it's a lot smaller than the U.S. so you can get from place to place relatively easily. That's tip number one. Tip number two. It kind of goes with tip number one. We're in a different time zone. Your body's going to have to adjust, yes, but you are a digital nomad, which means you most likely work in EST time. This was the hardest thing for me to kind of grasp because we have to travel during the mornings before anyone is awake and then around 2 to 3 p.m. depending on where like depending on where you are in the world that's when it's 8 a.m. EST that's when you're going to start your work day. So I was working from 2 p.m. to 11 p.m. sometimes maybe it was 3 p.m. to midnight past midnight because midnight is like 5 p.m. and if you've ever had a corporate full-time job you know that 5 p.m. is like the bare minimum for when you can log off for the day. I was still getting slacks easily until one or two in the morning. And it was frustrating and it was hard to get used to. And I'd say that is the the biggest problem with traveling abroad is just your work hours are very different. So since you're working three to ten, three to 11, something like that, taking meetings that late, that goes into my third tip, kind of an obvious one, you have to have good Wi-Fi. I know that seems very silly, but like when you're booking where you're going to stay, make sure that you have a strong Wi-Fi connection, double check with the Airbnb, the hotel, wherever you are, because that's going to be the backbone of how you're able to stay in these places, right? Those are the first three tips. F- tip number four. Make sure that where you book your lodgings, your stay, is going to be where you actually want to be. So I've seen people make this mistake not only when they are traveling abroad and uh, like working abroad as well, but also when they are on holiday, when they're on vacation, where they book a place that's slightly cheaper, 20 or $30 cheaper a night, and it's like way outside of the city. And they don't realize, because they didn't do their research of where all the cool things are, where all the fun things are, but they're like 45 minutes in the morning, 45 minutes at night to leave where they are to go back to their hotel room, and it becomes very tiring. It's going to be worth the time and worth the money to actually make sure that your lodgings are going to be in the heart of the city where you actually want to be, because, Let's say you don't rent a car or anything and you're Ubering to and from. God, it's going to be miserable for you. It's going to be more expensive than if you just like went ahead and sucked it up and spent a little bit more money to be in a place where you could actually walk from place to place. And, you know, Europe is known for walking. So it's 45 minutes outside of the city walking. And you're going to be walking for the rest of the day, too. You're really not going to have that great of a time. It's going to be worth the money to be where you want to be. That's tip number four. Tip number five. And this is like not a very fun one. I'll give you guys a story related to it, but like you should just assume that about $300 at least USD is going to be wasted on you making mistakes, right? So if you are me and it's really hard for you to say no to people and you go to Israel where people are very good salesmen and they come and they ask you what you want and then you say what you want and then they like sell you three or four more things because they're just so nice and so friendly and they're bringing you tea and coffee and things like that. And you end up spending like $120 on chachis that you don't need. That's gonna be part of the 300, right? If you didn't know there was a train station and you didn't know how to navigate the train, so you take your your Uber, 45 minutes, it's like 50 euros, and then you realize a day or two later that it's like $2 to take the metro and it's like way faster because you didn't hit traffic, that's gonna be part of your incidentals. You're gonna make mistakes and you're going to be ripped off because you're, like, you're not used to this place. And so just assume, like I said, around $300 is a little buffer, a little like bonus, a little petty cash that's going to be gone on your trip just because you have to get your bearings where you are. It happened to me in Israel, like I said, I spent way too much money. The conversion rate was a little weird, too, because like you'd think that because the US dollar is five times stronger than their currency there, it's not called the dinar, the dinar is Amman. Anyways, because the the US currency is five times stronger than Israeli currency, you think that it'd be cheaper, but the food, everything else is so much more expensive. It ends up being like pretty much the same, if not a little bit more expensive. I'm actually pretty sure Tel Aviv was rated the number one most expensive city in the world in 2022. So just know that the conversion rates are gonna throw you off. But you'll get your bearings and you'll have a really good time. Bonus tips, just because I'm sure you want to know more about my trip. Shelby, of course, (laughs) is make sure to like vaguely plan out what you want to do for your day. A lot of these things do have tickets. And if you don't actually have great LTE, like wireless service internationally, you're going to be sitting waiting for things to load for a really long time on your phone. That happened while we were in Barcelona and we went to see the uh, Sagrada de Familia where we were trying to load up tickets that they only sold electronically for like 20 minutes because we didn't have great service. So like do a little bit of research in the morning, make sure you get your tickets, and then don't wait in line. If the difference between entering the Louvre versus waiting in line is like $17 online versus $15 to buy them in the line, cherish the time that you're in that country because one, you're gonna have to work as soon as it hits 3 p.m., you're gonna wanna make the most of your mornings. And two, it's not, How are you going to go and spend all of this money to be in a different country and then not respect your own time where you go, you know? You're just gonna want to pay the extra money for the convenience, pay the extra money for the luxuries and um, have a good time. Definitely don't take it for granted and like, I've had a really great time studying abroad, studying, Jesus. (laughs) I've had a really great time working abroad and I'm definitely gonna be doing it again. So if you guys wanted to know where I am right now, I am in the, royal gardens in france and uh stay tuned for another episode of me at the marketing solution working abroad in europe see you next time and we're out